Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello and welcome to AB Cinema. I'm your host, Bailey, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 8, the the episode right before the season finale and so i'm i'm excited today's episode just my quick reaction was this was a fun episode it was a great way to introduce daredevil back into the mcu even though we've gotten matt murdoch in spider-man no way home and i i think that this was a good way of bringing this character back um just my quick reaction it was great it was fun i enjoyed it let's kick it off though um Obviously, the biggest thing about this episode was Daredevil's return, and I have to say it was awesome. There were so many fun things and callbacks, and I'll get into those later. But the first thing I want to notice or want to know is that the acrobatics that Daredevil had, like him jumping off of the the parking garage, was really reminiscent of the comics. And I think that if they were to incorporate this into Daredevil: Born Again. I think it'll be a fun way for them to bring back these characters and to show, not to bring back these characters, to bring back this character in a way that's more aligned with his comic version. I think that this was a very good taste of what's to be expected, and I really dug it. I think that it's really fun, and I'm excited to see Daredevil, and especially Charlie Cox return in his own show. And we're getting 18 episodes of that. (laughs) it's such a fun time to be a daredevil fan and i'm very excited for daredevil to return in 2024 so charlie cox his performance as daredevil and and matt murdoch he has so much charm and you can really tell that he was having fun in this role and he did have some funny bits and i i really enjoyed it i thought it was just a fun time to see him back in character and acting as matt murdoch and daredevil again And the chemistry between him and She-Hulk, as well as Jennifer Walters, was really fun and awesome, and it made me want to see She-Hulk return in the Daredevil Born Again show. It was really fun, and their chemistry was really great, and um, Tatiana Maslany, the actress that plays She-Hulk, her character just lit up when whenever they were on screen together. The chemistry was just phenomenal, and I really hope to see her character return in this show, even if it's just a cameo to have like a payback for her, I guess. Anyway, uh, the She-Hulk story itself was fun this time around, and I felt like the show was just fun. I, I In weeks past, it's felt like this show has just kind of not really gone anywhere. Last week's episode was kind of boring with the whole um, supervillain retreat, and it was just cheesy, and Jennifer Walters coping with the dating life, and it's interesting to see the personal life of a superhero when she's trying to balance her life as her job as well. 
I, I think that it's really important to see that and it's really fun for that character but it, it was a little one of the more boring aspects of it um, I will say that I did love the standalone story of this episode like I said about previous episodes some of them have just been a little lackluster which isn't a real big problem I mean it is what the show is advertised as standalone episodes that eventually tie together and I think it's done a great job at being a comedy show. I love it. I think it's really fun. It's taken me a while to come around to it, but it's one of the shows where I feel like I could just turn it on and not really care in a couple years. And I, I may come back and watch this, but as other shows like Moon Knight, I really don't even want to touch that show again. And Miss Marvel is one that I would watch again. Loki is another I'd watch again. I'm forcing myself to rewatch other shows like What If or Falcon and the Winter Soldier and maybe even Hawkeye, but I may watch that around Christmas time, but who knows. Let's move on. The fight scenes were so fun. The, there was a hallway scene that was really good and a good callback to the Daredevil show, which I'll get into in a, just a minute with the Easter eggs. And the addition to She-Hulk in that scene was really funny. I have to say, Leapfrog, who is a new villain, or hero, I don't know what to call him in this. He's a hero, but he's also the villain in this episode. Um, it, it was really fun to see that character in this, and his storyline was funny. And it's just a wacky character, and you wouldn't see a character like this in any anything else. Anyway, I was watching 3C Films this morning, who's a, a YouTube channel that I watch, and he said, how did we get to here from Tony Stark being stuck in a cave, building an, a suit out of iron and escaping, to now having Leapfrog as the villain or Daredevil in a She-Hulk show? Like, it's just, it's just crazy how far we've come in the last 20, 22 years, 24, 24 years it's been. But man, it's a good time to be alive for a Marvel fan. So let's kick off the Easter eggs. The first one that I noticed was the reference to the Sokovia Accords being repealed. And it was a really quick and fast line that Matt Murdock used in court. And when he was representing the designer who who is designing Jennifer Walters' clothes and as well as Daredevil's outfit. Um, it was really quick, but it has massive implications for the MCU moving forward. And I, th I think some of the theories that are online that I've read and some that I kind of agree with are that it was repealed because of Endgame and the government realizing that they need, to people, they need people to protect the world regardless of whether or not there is government control or oversight. And so it's definitely something that's going to have massive implications going forward, not having that and how the government's going to react to certain situations because like we still have the the raft and the MCU which is housing unit for villains. We also have the I I can't remember what it's called, but it's the it was in She-Hulk and it was where they kept Emil Blonsky and then they interrogated the the kid from Miss Marvel and and the the nor as well and so it's um that is where some of the government oversight is still implicated in this show but 
I do think that it's going to have massive implications moving forward, and we may get a fallout of that in Captain America New World Order. And it may, because I'll get into it in a little bit, but She-Hulk is supposed to have references or ties to that show, or to that movie in some way. So we'll get to that in just a second. So we also got a reference to Red Hulk, which was fourth wall breaking, but it's still the first reference to the character in the MCU. And personally, I don't think that we're going to get a Red Hulk in this show, because if he's really the Hulk King, I don't think that it would make sense for him, for General Ross, to be, to be the Red Hulk. It just doesn't make sense. And so I think that at, at this point, it doesn't make sense for him to be trying to take She-Hulk's powers away and to say that she doesn't deserve them. But I do think that it's possible that we may get the red She-Hulk, which is actually Betty Ross. And it would be interesting to see her character return as a surprise role. And it would be really fun to have that. But I think the most likely candidate for the main villain is the leader who is set up as the villain for Captain America New World Order and is the character of Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader. And he is played by Tim Blake Nelson, who was originally the leader in The Incredible Hulk, and it was teased that he would become the leader. He wasn't the leader yet. He was just Samuel Stearns. And so I'm excited to see his character return, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was the Hulk King. But I do think that it's either him or the Red She-Hulk. Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader, being the most most prominent and most reliable guess as to who the villain is. I do want to say this, though. The MCU has had a really hard time with their TV shows, and my biggest gripe with them is that they have the villain reveal in like the last two episodes. And it's not really fun. It, you don't really get the dynamic between the hero and the villain. And it's you, you, you don't get a villain that's as good as the, as the hero. And it really, it, it's just, it's a turnoff for me. I, I really don't think that it's a good way to introduce the villains. And I hope that in the future, Marvel gets their act together and doesn't reveal the villains as the seventh or eighth episode of a, of a nine episode series or the fifth episode of a six episode series. I feel like we need to have a little bit more balance between knowing who the villain is and what to expect because it's, yeah, it's a twist, but at the same time, we want, we want that character development and we want to understand the villain as a villain rather than, oh my gosh, they're a villain. I'm so surprised when we're all expecting it. And so why, why are we waiting till the last minute to reveal that it's the villain when we're just hypothesizing for six weeks trying to figure out who the villain is it's that's my own gripes with the mcu shows so far but i think we should move on to the last little easter egg the daredevil theme played a, there was a little riff of the daredevil theme that played when he showed up and did his flip off of leapfrog's car and it was really fun to hear that and really reminiscent of the daredevil days the netflix show and I, I'm so, like I said, I'm so happy Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. It was such a fun episode. And going into the hallway scene that we got in this episode with She-Hulk having her own twist on it and taking out some of the, the villains in that 
this scene was really reminiscent of his hallway scene from Daredevil Season 1, Episode 2. And it was a really good callback and a great way to reintroduce the character to audiences and to get them excited about what's coming in a couple years. And the thing is, Daredevil, his character, if you've watched the show, he has a way with the ladies and... Um, in this episode, it still still shows that, so they are borrowing elements from the Netflix show and keeping them here, obviously with the more Disney frames rather than the Netflix more gratuitous explicit scenes that we got in those those shows. So I'm really happy that we're getting glimpses of what this character is still like in the MCU and what to expect from his character when it comes to later episodes or later shows i did like how his character really helped jennifer walters because the whole series has been her just coming to terms with the fact that she hulk is like the the athletic smart girl that you see in high school or college or whatever and jennifer walters is the nerdy girl who doesn't get the guy and i really enjoyed the confidence boost that she got as a character in this and i think that that was really well played out by the writers and the director of the show and i'm excited to see her continue to feel i it's it's a different take on the character and i i love it i loved seeing this her cope with the dual life of a superhero and her regular life like her life is never going to be normal again and it's really interesting to me and i i thought that they played on that very well um, the last thing I want to say is I did enjoy the setup for the finale. I think that seeing She-Hulk Hulk out and get all angry was really fun and exciting, and I'm excited to see the reveal of who the Hulk King is. Even if we don't get a reveal until the credits and find out that he's going to be taking on Captain America and New World Order, I'm very excited to see the reveal and seeing her get angry and realize that that there are people that are scared of her it's it's interesting to me and i'm curious to see the fallout of the show so that covers all of my thoughts for today's episode of she hulk and i want to know what your thoughts are let me know what you think of this show so far have you been liking she hulk are you excited to see her in future appearances in the mcu what do you think so far Anyway, let me know your thoughts below, and um, yeah, just reach out to us with your thoughts, and we love interacting with you guys, and so um, that wraps up our episode for today. Keep watching She-Hulk, and as always, keep watching movies.